Welcome to the Music Talk podcast with me, Graham Farmer. In this series of conversations, I interview some of the biggest artists, DJs, and producers in the world. I hope you enjoy this series. Let's get into it. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? Welcome to Street. Yes, Welcome yes, to- Graham. What's up? Welcome you good? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty jealous of your backdrop, actually. Those uh, disco ball flower pots are pretty cool, aren't they? They are, aren't they? This is, so this is my shed in my garden, basically. We, we built a studio in my shed. Uh, and it's my disco shed in my garden. So we have uh, we have lots of disco-y stuff. We've actually just upgraded the shed for, to make it look more sheddy and less disco-y because it was way lots of more disco. Um, okay, okay. So we, 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 you know those kind of meetings you have and they just go on and on and on and it's just like we had a three-hour production meeting on how to make a sh- the disco shed more sheddy. It was ridiculous, but also really good fun at the same time. You could just put like one garden tool on the back or something like that, like just well, to make sure... Well, we actually changed like, this whole backdrop. So we used to have just the shiny stuff all down the side, all the way across, and it's just changed to a lot more shitty. <laughs> Amazing. We even, made up, we, made, we even made up words. It's like all fun. Um, thank you for doing this today. I really appreciate you being here. It's, we've had so many entries, haven't we? Yeah, I just had a look at the, the list we've got through. There's, uh, there's quite a lot. But um, yeah, I saw, I saw some familiar faces as well, or familiar names, I should say. Um, so excited to hear stuff from them. Uh, yeah, Cyrus, I saw Will Mack as well, Bonker and stuff, all guys that um, we see on our side and lots of new new people as well from your side. So yeah, it's going to be a great mix, I think. Um, I'm excited. Before we get cracking with demos, I thought we could just have a little chat. Like, I know my regulars will want to know, one thing we always ask our, reg- our interviewees is, uh, because it's a lunchtime stream, we are very into the meal deal, the, you know, the regular Tesco, Sainsbury's, that kind of convenience store meal deal, triple pack, like my regular go-to is is probably is now a salad and a and a and a drink and a kind of snail healthy snack. It used to be that massive, you know, the big bacon triple breakfast triple with like the big crisps and the big actually really un- those smoothies are really unhealthy. So they're really unsavory smoothie. Um, but I thought I'd ask so, for yeah. yours. Familiar. Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, boots all day. I think that's the best value. I think, although after that it's a close, it's closely followed by Sainsbury's. But yeah, for me, I'm I'm quite simple. Really, I'm definitely a big crisps guy. Like, give me that big packet of paprika crisps. Um, nice. Definitely a go-to favorite. Chicken wrap for me. Um, kind of like in the middle. So it's like substantial, but um, you know, it's not like a absolute mega all day breakfast sandwich. Um, yep. Which they can be a lot. They can leave you a bit, um, a bit tired oh, after, after the, lunch. The, the big, big breakfast, the big, the, the triple ones are just like, you sit there and go, they're also good after a little bit of a hangover as well. The big triple. Ooh. Yeah. And we can feel them entering your, your veins after. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a good feeling. Um, drink wise. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I'd probably go for a smoothie, but like you say, they're probably not the healthiest, but, in terms of uh, flavor, probably the best for me. Um, they are, they, I'm they are the, a water kind of guy. They are the confusing one, aren't they? They are the kind of like you think they're going to be healthy, but they are actually loaded with sugar and then probably not great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's me, I think. So chicken wrap, paprika crisps, the, the massive ones, the max cut ones, and then, uh, yeah, some kind of smoothie. If there's an innocent smoothie, then I'll probably go for that. And gang in the chat, another Boots one. You're, this is the second Boots one in a row, man. Yeah, Boots is the best. Like if you if you if you're saying otherwise, then you don't know anything. So yeah, Boots, Boots is the one. We, we should maybe get the scoreboard in the in the shed with uh, of regular regulars, and we can put a tally up. That might be a thing, mate. That may happen. 
yeah, um, I'm cool. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about yourself. How did you? I want to just give you a quick little rundown for the people in the chat that don't know who you are. Like, how did you get to where you are on Xtone? What have you been doing? Just a quick kind of journey through through your life, basically. Yeah, I'll try and do the boiled down version. I've done it a couple of <laughs> times. Um, I was in a band when I was 14 to when I was 18 um, and then like learned how to record ourselves. Um, so I like kind of found music production through that. Uh, decided it was all I wanted to do. So I studied at university and yeah, I did all right. I went to ACM in Guildford, if anyone's interested. Um, got my degree there. I did a bunch of work experience in studios. I thought I wanted to record bands. While I was there, I met like uh, a couple of Swedish producers. They weren't Axwell, um, but they were working on some big, big pop stuff. And I was just like, shit, I really love this. And then I kind of yeah started emailing a bunch of um, like labels and different uh, people in the electronic world, if I could work for them. I managed to get a internship at Axstone, completely unpaid. I was actually working at Clark's, the shoe shop, to like afford enough money to kind of get petrol so I could drive over there and, um, nice. and help them out. Um, and I was doing all kinds of uh, like small jobs. Like I think the first thing I ever did was posting out a chocolate advent calendar which we'd made for Thomas Gold, <laughs> who were working with at the time, and sending that to like Pete Tong and lots of different DJs and important people for promotional purposes. And then, yeah, then I learned how to deliver the whole back catalog to iTunes Direct. And kind of that was the first thing I did that added kind of monetary value, I guess, to the label. And then the next step was them opening an office in London and they said, do you want to come up and, and start like a full-time job? And yeah, so I started there like from the very bottom, not really knowing much about labels at all and yeah since then i've kind of worked my way up and kind of heading up all things creative really at the label which is um you know a real honor and, and really really fun uh, i absolutely love it so yeah now i'm here still like yeah looking after all things creative when it comes to the music the artwork and um yeah just piecing together the brand and making sure everything talks to each other basically that's so sick that must be so much fun yeah i love it i mean it means i get to do all kinds of stuff like you know, we're doing lots of live events and putting the, the lineups together for that. And then, you know, supporting people on the label, signing music there. We have a small publishing company, you know, matching songs with producers. That's something I do a lot. Um, and just working with artists to kind of get the most out of their music and, yeah, putting release plans together and all kinds of stuff, really. And yeah, it's just, uh, we're, we're a small team. Um, I think there's kind of like four or five of us day to day. And yeah, just just love it. Um, you know, try and I try to myself to be very accessible in terms of like the Discord and, you know, I try to be visible as well with stuff like this. Ah, oh, nice. You're, you, uh, so you're going to Discord as well. I love Discord. I think it's one of my most, the most fun things we have at the moment. It's, it's very cool. I'm glad you're doing it as well. I, I see so many more labels growing their own discords as well which is wicked yeah it's been really important for us actually just i think there's a whole different kind of community of people there and we find that a lot of our fans are very interested in like music production and techie stuff so it's a great place to kind of connect with those people i think but yeah we find that we have like different fan bases like the fans on instagram aren't always the same as the fans on discord so you do have to make sure you're touching on these different pockets of um of fans i guess and make sure you're kind of serving everyone otherwise you're leaving people out which you know is a missed opportunity for for everyone do you have game crossovers as well with the, with, with the label as well? Oh, yeah, there's definitely interest um, in, in gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not hugely into it. I have been at certain <laughs> times. I've played a bit of Call of Duty in my time and a bit of FIFA, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, neither. me neither. My, my daughter's got something. I'm like, oh, I need to start learning. I need to start playing. Um, yeah, yeah. What I would ask you is, I was going to ask you um, one big tip uh, to, for cutting through the noise when you're trying to break through as an artist. The best way to cut through, in my opinion, is like, come and meet me or come to a gig and meet someone there 
always in person is the best. I think that's the way you're going to make a lasting impression. That's definitely a pro tip. Like I, I am available. Like I'm at conferences, I'm going to gigs and stuff. You know, people can find me if they want to, and if you get me there, that's when you'll, you know, that's when you can make a connection with me. And I am like meeting people at, at conferences, at ADE, at a bright music conference in in Miami, at the shows we do as well at Ibiza, and uh, I'm meeting aspiring producers there and they're sending me stuff and i'm getting back to them and that's a great way to definitely cut through that, that's my biggest tip really come meet someone in person if you're serious about it you should do that and look if you're not from if you're not able to do that in terms of you don't have access to the gigs or you're from really far away then i'll just yeah try and make sure you're present on all our channels like are you like being are you making yourself known on discord are you making yourself known on instagram like we're here we're looking at those um we're looking at those channels so like make yourself known and, and send stuff through and we're real people and that's really important to remember i think uh, we're not just kind of like you know bland institutions we're, we're real people running this day to day so come and talk to us that's the best way to cut through um and if you're not trying to trying to then yeah it won't happen i love that Love that, and yeah, and I, yeah, that's great. I love conferences as well. They were my favorite thing. I went, and obviously that's how this stream happened. We, we I bumped into you at Bright Music Conference, and yeah, here we that's are right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, I heard it, about it, you jumping in the padding pool, and I just thought it had to be a part of it. So, oh my god, it's so fun! <laughs> like the pool is up and ready. Like it's it's if the hype train goes past level five, I go and jump in the pool. It's just it's a ridiculous time. Um, and then I finally, on the front of the interview thing, I thought I'd get you to give us the do's and don'ts of sending demos to Axtone and what you look for, for in producers and kind of for music. I mean, I am actually checking emails both on the demos and I'm starting to use uh, a new service which we're going to launch soon um, or announce soon. Called, I think it's called Label Radar, um, which like Sick. makes the whole process really simple for me. I can see everything I need to in that platform. But I mean, in terms of do's and don'ts, it's pretty simple. Firstly, make sure the link's not broken. One of my least favorite things is uh, having to either email someone back or I'm just moving too quickly that I just kind of move on to the next one. Make sure that link stays live. Um, and make sure it stays live for like two weeks. Like if, you know, like I said, for a small team, if I go on holiday for a week, you know, I'm not going to get back straight away. And if you kind of take it down and put a new mix up on a different link, I'm going to miss it. So keep those links uh, live, definitely. No mass emails. They're really easy to spot. Um, and if you really want to stand out and make sure that I'm not, you know, misunderstanding that it's not a mass email. Say something about what we're up to. Like, hey, guys, I really love this release. Why have you sent it for Axon? Are you sending it because it's the same thing as we released 10 years ago? Or do you think you can hear, like, this really working in a current Axwell set? Like, that's the kind of thing that's going to get me excited is, like, showing some form of, like, attention to detail, I think. Um, you know, when we release a record and we sign a record, we have so much, uh, we take so much care and there's a lot of attention to detail. And if you can't be really bothered to just make that extra kind of two or three minutes, especially if it's a label that you really want to, really want to sign to, then, uh, yeah, you're going to kind of, you're not going to uh, stand a chance, really. Um, but, yeah, those are the kind of main two things. No broken links, no mass emails. Um, try and show that you have an understanding of the label, what they're about and what we're up to. That's really helpful as well. And yeah, I mean, I guess the other stuff is like, it's pretty simple. You know, I think those are the two main things for me. And yeah, we're going to start using this label radar a lot now. Um, and I'm going to try and be on there much more regularly. But yeah, just because it's set up in a way that it's like, flicks on the next one for me straight away. I can quickly do a pass or quickly see your numbers, shortlist stuff, share it with the team easier. So yeah, I'm trying my my side to make it easy for everyone as well. Um, Cause I know <laughs> it's kind of a stressful process. And you know, when someone spent 
sometimes upwards of a year making a track and it's really their baby um they just want to get it heard for, for one minute and i know that's important for people so yeah we're always trying our best um and we're going to make it easier for ourselves as well as, as you guys so yeah i'm excited for us to come in, in that sense of things but otherwise yeah no broken links no mass emails that's that's the simple first steps of do that Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm getting a demo of Vet Label Radar on Tuesday. It's the new. Uh, it's a system that's been built, and Beatport have just bought it. Um, so I'm excited to look around it on Tuesday. I'm well excited for that. Um, do, yeah, when you it, sign music, awesome. does do, when you sign music, does Axwell then go and test it? How does that process work? Or do you, or if you sign stuff that's just been ready to go, how does that work? From because obviously you've got that big label figurehead that can you know test it on crowds. Uh, if I said there was like a kind of like distinct plan for each record i'd be completely lying every, every record's <laughs> different but i mean some stuff it's like you know the first question is like is axe djing um if so can we get it in a set some stuff doesn't suit his sets so we have to find like you have to think about where is this record going to be successful um mm. focus your plan there that's really important like um and if if axe is playing something we have to make sure we're making the most of that cutting cutting stuff out of the sets and, and they're using it but yeah i think look a basic rule is like is Ax, could axe play it or would axe like it that's important and if axe is playing it and he loves it then yeah we're, we're in for a winner definitely and he has been djing recently and will be djing more uh so yeah i think there's gonna be lots of opportunity for that but i mean in terms of like a roadmap for a record based in the uk we kind of try to start things here so we'll start with like key radio one producers and djs start with acts start with key tastemakers in our scene as well in terms of dj mail out make we're making sure that comes from us initially or acts initially sending it out um just to make sure we're catching those people's attention as well um and then using like we use promo push in terms of like international djs and uh like getting feedback from djs as well that's been a really useful tool shout out russ at promo push he does amazing work and we've used them for for many years now um but I don't know. There's there's so many so many different ways to work a record, and the main thing that we try to focus on is once we figured out where it's working, it's focusing our resources there. Like, is this a record that DJs are playing out and it's going crazy and people drop it? We're like, we need to make sure that we're pushing we're pushing there on the live side and hitting DJs and making sure the right people have it. Is it like really connecting on Spotify and showing great stats? If so, if so, we should kind of be you know initializing campaigns there or exhausting contacts there as well is it is it popping on tiktok like does it need more you know <laughs> need more attention there as well like do you know what i mean every record's different and i think that's the thing we have as, uh, as an independent is that we're able to like follow the stats follow each record we're not putting out seven tracks a week so you know it's not a matter of like we're just going to follow the record that worked that week and then spend money there we're always finding a way for each record uh, where it can work and where it's strongest and, and following that really. And that's really important to us as well is that we don't sign much. So every record that we do sign, it's like, we really believe in this. We want to give it a go. We want to give it resources. It's going to, it's going to get our attention basically. And yeah, and we have to kind of make sure that artists know that as well. And hopefully that's what makes us, you know, hopefully that's what makes us like a really desirable label to sign to as well. It's not just acts, it's the care we take and, and what we give. I mean, I don't know how many records we did last year. I think maybe we did like, <clears throat> like 25 max and one of them just went silver in the uk so like wow. you know that's the kind of level we're operating Amazing. at it's it's not loads but it's like 
yeah, so I'm going to have a silver plaque right there next time. Now. <laughs> Yay! Um, you know I mean, that, that, that's really important to us is like we're taking care, we're taking time and, and making sure that everything has success in its own right or every track and every artist has something to shout about. Right, let's get on with some music. We've got tons, so this is going to take a while and we'll just try and get through as many as we possibly can. You've listened to loads of them, so we, I can skip big chunks of it so we can just kind of hear the, the meat and bones. For those that haven't been with us tonight, after for you as well, if you like a track, we can give it the rave horn. If you really like a track, we can give it the Hulk smash. Hulk smash! Awesome, awesome. Can, Do I have, I have to say each time? You can just give it a call every time you, if you like it, you can say yeah. yeah like a toilet flushing, but it's not very good. We do well. We do have a. We do have a. I'm just kidding. Uh, we can never do that. <laughs> we do. We, we have a. We have a. Oh, that's savage. That's savage. And we also have a. Okay. Okay. Well, but they're on the other. They're on the other bank. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not use those. That feels too mean. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's go to these. Right. Let's start. And crack on, right. First up, Bergwall. We start with a Swede. go what did you think of that one yeah it was cool i mean like initially some like everything works together nicely i like the kind of old school r&b kind of lo-fi feeling vocal like pitch down it works it's tried and tested i hear this one as like a kind of daytime kind of warm-up set kind of track i'm not going to be like shazamming this i don't hear anything like crazy fresh or like really new going on it sounds like a safe bet you're at a bar buying a drink and it's just got kind of nice kind of sonic wallpaper in the background. It's uh, it's nice enough. I hear a producer who's probably quite good at mixing, but is maybe not quite there in terms of songwriting just yet. Uh, I don't hear a lot of identity, which, yeah, which is like so important these days. I think this kind of genre of music, you know, Tech House is the biggest genre of music on, on Beatport right now. They announced that this year. Um, so you're kind of competing with the biggest group of aspiring producers right now. So yeah, think about this. How are you going to get, uh, how are you going to make music that's going to get put in people's sets over stuff in that Beatport top 10? Um, it's not a bad track. You clearly can produce and you can clearly mix as well. Focus your time now on finding good songs, creating good ideas. That's key now for, for this producer. Bergwall. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, look, it was very unoffensive, basically. <laughs> nice. Wicked. Okay, Mario. Hey, Mario. Wicked. Let's try this one.
go. Um, that was cool. I, look, I mean, first things first, I didn't feel that as an accident track, but I was at um, Lost in a Moment Festival on Saturday. Uh, we had like mm-hmm. Armand Dixon and a bunch of DJs like that. And like that around 4 p.m. would be a real vibe. Um, yeah. There was real like refrain and there was detail in the build up. And, you know, when they were dropping elements, the note they were using, um, the note they were choosing on the bass line, you know, it wasn't always so predictable i really like it i think there's like a kind of there's a maturity to this this producer and yeah something like interesting here um someone that's quite musically knows what they're doing as well definitely but yeah and that the way that they kind of match the 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 slight build of intensity in the vocal to the track as well that was amazing i love that i could hear people playing that i mean not in the axton world but like in the kind of melodic techno kind of scene or whatever that could that could really work i can hear people playing that but yeah, it's just kind of a nice feeling. I mean, look, the beats are kind of what they are. Like, they're not as kind of in your face as they probably need to be for Axtone. But like, like I said, I could hear other people playing that. Um, you know, that could fit someone's set definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's so nice. It's warm and nice, and like, like sitting and drinking a like a glass of red wine. It was like warm and lovely, and oh yeah, I loved it. Really yeah, nice. exactly. Um, just and yeah, like the kind of those. Uh, reverse like rim shots in the percussion as, as well. There was like a really nice kind of like smooth vibe. Felt like a journey. Oh yeah, I loved it. Everything's working really well together. That, that producer just needs to maybe yeah maybe try a little bit more identity, a little bit more flex in the production side. But I think maybe that's ready to get out to some DJs or some labels or whatever. I always say start by sending stuff to DJs before you send it to labels, just because if you can get stuff played, you'll you'll get advice as well. Um, I don't know. It just feels like a better way like to kind of test your stuff and see if you've actually got something. And then if it does start to work in the live world, the, the, the ultimate space to be in is that labels are coming to you and they're never going to come to you if people aren't playing your stuff out and labels don't have the chance to discover it. So that's, yeah, if you can kind of switch the balance of power with a great track, then suddenly you're going to have people chasing you. And that's like, you skip the whole process of the depressing email slug to labels. <laughs> or Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah, well done, Mario. Like, I mean, he looks exactly like the kind of guy as well who'd like make that kind of music as well. He looks like a classic <laughs> dude. He knows what he's doing. Well done. Well done, Mario. Well done, Mario. It's me, Mario. <laughs> okay. I've just seen Mario in the chat. Um, hey, uh, congrats. And yeah, techno hair for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, start getting that track out there. Like take it, take it down from that link and start getting it to some DJs. Um, that's your next step, definitely. And there's so many so many festivals and dj sets this summer there's loads of opportunity so yeah get to it get to it um yeah see if you can break into that world if you, st- you know if you start getting that id hype that's what everyone wants right like you know we all saw that that um chris avant-garde and uh, anima track right that went straight to number one on beatport that was being hyped and gassed for months before you know it's un- it's unfair to compare an aspiring dj to to those guys but you see you see what i mean um yeah you can kind of build something yourself and, and like i say hold all the cards hold all the chips and yeah go from there and then labels right. come to you but yeah let's go let's keep moving because um yeah we've got a lot yeah. more to get through yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> right dig the cat let's do this
we go. Wow. Big for Zuka Cat. That was cool. I mean, there was a lot going on there. Look, I think there was kind of like a, again, like a really strong moment in the break. Uh, I like the kind of like call and response with that piano line. I think a, there needs to be a little bit more refinement on that. I mean, maybe like uh, open up the filter on the piano riff as it plays, the kind of descending, or like maybe with distortion or reverb to kind of like make it feel a bit spacier. Um, yeah, I could just hear someone like getting absolutely weird on some um, <laughs> on set, like festival or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And like just play with that kind of spacey weirdness a bit on that bit underneath. Look, the, the main thing that kind of concerned me was that the beat sounded quite unrefined. I think there's some kind of production basics being missed. Things like bus compression on the drums. I didn't hear any evidence of that. Um, you need to kind of be, you know, it sounded like a lot of kind of random samples put together. I didn't hear a lot of groove in there or swing. It needs to be moving some of those um, drum hits off the grid a little bit as well. Maybe there needs to be some saturation, maybe like some decapitator or something like that to warm it up. Um, there's some great presets that you could kind of use quickly and get some great results. Uh, but the other thing was that like, whilst the production skills maybe weren't there, I could hear like a real understanding of dance music in the way that the track was arranged. Um, this person knows about dance music, is listening to it, is probably going to gigs because they're kind of trying to create these moments um, that are so important live, uh, which you only really understand if you're going to gigs. Um, so that that's great. But yeah, there was just some like production basics missing, I think, in the beat. It sounded a little bit too fresh out the box or the sample pack, if you know what I mean. So work on, yeah, bus compression, bus processing on that. Try get a bit more swing in there. If you compare the drums in in this one to the last one from Mario, then you'll hear quite a big difference. Um, but yeah, there's so much stuff online on how to make your drums sound better, like for sure. Wicked. Um, let's carry on. Ryan Mills. Ah, oh, someone new. Hey, Ryan, welcome to our stream. Let's listen to your demo. Well, exciting. And I make you mine and then I lose you, baby. Every single time, don't know what you do, baby. Tell myself that I don't need you. But I always do. that yeah cool coming in straight with uh, another genre of dances there we got the straight up kind of um <laughs> piano house that was that was cool i mean it was nice like i felt like there were some real classic elements uh or classic influences whilst kind of kind of still staying or sounding modern which was great and it's hard to do mm. so yeah b- big ups for that i guess the first thing to start on is the vocal where i thought Sometimes the verse vocals were a little bit kind of like generic and kind of melodically it was kind of meandering a little bit. But then when the pre-chorus came in, that kind of felt like it was quite refined, um, quite hooky, works well with the build-up. The build-up was nice as well. And then he was kind of, uh, Ryan was kind of using ad-libs on the first drop, which is kind of like a big no-no. Because like if you imagine this is the first time the listener is getting the drop, right? 
So you don't want to just have cram everything on there. I would say ad libs. Ad libs are probably something for like the second half of the second drop. Do you know what I mean? That's how mm. I, I see it. Um, let the drop have its moment. No one's heard that yet or at this point in the track. So don't have them there. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, I thought the piano, there's definitely layers in the piano, which is great. But I thought like maybe moving some of the notes off the grids just a little bit to make it sound a little bit more organic, like someone a bit more soulful is kind of playing the piano. If you imagine a piano player isn't like hitting all the notes exactly at the <laughs> same time, there's a kind of like human element to it, which makes it feel just more kind of natural and pleasing for, for someone who's listening to it and who listens to regular people play piano. You can't see them just, there's a piano here. So I'm just, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like playing it, but yeah, like... <laughs> Try and try and keep those notes off the grid and maybe play it in instead of like quantizing it perfectly. Um, mm. uh, have that root note hit first as well. But um, yeah, try and work on that a little bit because sometimes it felt a little bit, if it's something feels over-processed, uh, over then people don't like it. Um, but yeah, really quite strong. Look, I don't think it's like strong enough to sign, but I think it's the vocal that's doing that in places. It feels kind of a bit, not super memorable in the verses especially and when yeah i mean graham you paused it in that second break and in that second break i was a bit like i was kind of waiting for it to end in a weird way um it felt like it wasn't like driving the song and like in any good pop song there's that raw isn't there every eight bars yeah. you've got to like change it up and if it's just someone kind of you feel like someone's improvising over the top like da, 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 it's kind of making up on the spot it's hard to kind of like follow along you kind of lose interest so think about that a lot like you need to making you need to be making sure that either adding something or taking something away every eight bars so that even if it's really subtle and the listener doesn't notice you need to be doing that that's important quite cool though i can't really i'm not getting a really strong indication of the mix through the live stream but it sounded all right what did you think of the mix was that okay graham yeah it sounded 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 a big record i was like whoa this is coming hard man it sounded good like yeah, sick. I thought Nick sounded good. I thought, um, but yeah, those, those man, dropping the tips, man, so good. And I like the ad lib thing. That was mad. I never didn't even know that. That's wicked. Um, for those yeah, that are watching, sure. those that are watching, like if you have did want to submit a track and you haven't been able to today, like stick around because like it's dropping so much knowledge that if you do want to get signed to Axe, so many of these tips are going to help you along the way. I'm sure. I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, that ad lib thing. Another reason for that is um, it will annoy DJs if you just have something like laid over the drop of that. The mm. DJs need that moment to be like punchy. It's the drop for them. They need it to be mm. satisfying for them in the room. Uh, so if you're using up mix bandwidth with kind of like ra random ad lib vocals that aren't adding loads, in my opinion, and that's affecting like that moment that the DJs needs, then um, yeah, you're, you're losing out there. So that would be an easy win. Move that those ad libs to the second half of the second drop. Just because by that time, you've run out of things to add and take away. Uh, so yeah. But let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Like, I that might fix that arrangement thing that you were talking about a second ago, where it, you were thinking it might stop, and if those ad libs were there, then it gives that kind of taken away, add, adding to as well. Yeah, exactly. Like keep that as a little secret weapon at the end, but not as your main, your main kind of moment. Um, but yeah, pre-chorus very really strong. First vocal a little bit generic. Um, could do with maybe rewriting that bit, but pre-chorus was strong. Build was great. Love the classic elements in there. Still felt modern. Yeah, awesome. Great work. Like, Brian sounds like a really, really promising producer. So it'd be great to hear more from in the future as well. Yeah, for sure. Right. Crytek. Crytek. Yeah, that's right. Zig and Zag. Let's go into this. Where's the 
Interesting. There's a good idea in there for sure. Yeah. But there's also a lot of random noises that are completely out of uh, key, which are kind of off-putting. Like, there's a kind of like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a kind of Eastern-sounding woodwind instrument that's like, and it's like, there's a lot of harmonics in that which are out of key. Um, Mm. But there's like a good idea in that vocal. Maybe it needs to be like stripped back a little bit, use a little bit less. definitely strip back all the weird and crazy sounds um maybe yeah maybe just kind of the arrangement's too long so you're trying to kind of fill space with like random shit basically um but like the vocal like like there's something like kind of hypnotic and earwormy about that and you're gonna have this challenge when you're working on this track right where it's like where's too much and where's too little because it needs to be enough that it's like you've drilled it into the person and they're going to stop the song and be like walking away like do you know what I mean like as they get about their day but not so much that like you get to a point where you're like fucking turn this off like this is so shit like, <laughs> you know what I mean um, yeah. so that's going to be a challenge definitely take that uh, I can see that he said Indian Indian wind, wind, yeah. wind industry yeah, careful yeah. with that kind of stuff because you don't want like people to be in a club and being like oh my god what the hell was that do you know what I mean um but there's, it's a cool idea. Like, there's definitely something in this. Um, and I could hear people playing it. Definitely reference, reference, reference here. Um, sounds like you're kind of in unknown territory a little bit. And there's plenty of music like this on Beatport right now that you can reference that DJs are playing as well. So there is a blueprint out there right now that you can use. Um, and you've got a cool idea. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of hoping for a Spice Girls sample with the zig-a-zig kind of thing going on. But um, yeah, alas, it was it was a podcast. I can see you saying in the chat that you sampled. Yeah. Really cool though. I really, in there. I really like it. I, I really like the vocal. It was like, I'm in there with it. I, I like the groove. It was cool. Yeah. No, it's there's definitely something there. It's just going to take some some thought and some referencing definitely and i don't know it kind of like reminded me a little bit of that chain smokers record let me take a selfie that was it um with that kind of girl like american girl kind of like talking and blah, 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 blah. but yeah it's not that you're kind of aiming for a completely different dj with this kind of record i guess it's kind of that cheekier kind of tech house kind of vibe but again the mix sounded pretty good from my end what how was it for yeah. you yeah really good really i was fully grooved like I actually really liked it. I thought it was really good. It's the sort of music I really like a lot of, a lot of the time. So, sort of stuff we got on DT all the time, like my tech house kind of de- that kind of tech house, bass house kind of crossover. I really like it. Definitely kind of West Coast DJs. You, you can see them playing loads of this. Like, there's definitely labels that probably sign it. And, but yeah, I, I agree with the with the 
with the wind instruments. So I wasn't into that either. But yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking now, like I'm having it go around my head. Da, 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 and you can kind of match the bass as well to that. Like there's follow that as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, the main thing in this one is going to be making that beat like very fat and needs to stand up next to uh next to those tracks on beatport right now um and you're gonna need to kind of yeah give people a reason to get that in their set over the other stuff as well uh, yeah um, it, like I, I i thought it was pretty ki- like i definitely thought guys definitely definitely pass the kick test didn't it okay pass the kick test i quite like the kick thank you um let's let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's carry it. on Let's um, carry on. Yeah, let's keep moving, keep moving. But nice one, that was cool. Uh, there's definitely an idea there. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Rex Morgan, let's go. Let's walk away into the blue. whole different genre of dance music for you again which is nice uh i love the kind of broad submissions we've got yeah it's impressive isn't it um yeah kind of keeping me on my toes which is good um yeah i don't, I don't feel super comfortable like wading into different genres and kind of like you know speak trying to speak gospel or whatever but um that was that was nice i mean <sighs> yeah initially had a kind of like nice intro beats kind of had a warm-up kind of feel to it like the, the big thing with this one is that the, and I can see people kind of commenting in the chat as well, the vocal feels too DIY. I don't want to sound, look, if I'm going to be really, really generous, I'm going to say maybe it sounds a bit faithless. If I'm going to be really, really mean, it sounds like quite amateur and recorded on a phone. Um, maybe there's a kind of like a vibe to touch on if you want to go more kind of faithless way, but I think maybe just a new vocal in general is needed. I can see someone talking about auto-tune, but whilst auto-tune can put someone in tune, I think, the kind of tone and tam of the voice is still quite far off and not maybe what people are expecting to hear or would like to hear. I can maybe, like, I'm going to like fill it, fill the gap here and say that Rex Morgan's kind of like, you know, either singing himself or found someone to like sing for him. Um, I don't know, but definitely try and either get a different vocal or new tip, use one of the, the new AI kind of vocal synths to kind of do stuff. Uh, I'm going to drop a little bit of a teaser, but we have just signed a new track from a known artist who is using an AI vocal, which is... What's an AI really vocal? Like, it's, uh, you can literally, there's a synth. I can't remember what it's called. I actually have it as well. It's really bad. But you can literally type in the words you want it to say, what kind of voice you want to say it, what kind of notes they want to sing, and it will literally generate it for you. Holy it, shit. It's not amazing for like, if you're going to write like a full verse and a full uh, chorus, but if you just want like a nice kind of phrase or saying then it, it's perfect. It works really well. Definitely have a look. I'll try and find the link for that after. Or you can even get like 
there's these like Fiverr style sites for music where you can get people to like pitch their, their vocals and stuff. And I'm not even going to lie, we signed a track with one of those vocals coming as well. So, show you know I me. Mean? <laughs> find some amazing stuff out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, just there's good stuff. If you're an amazing singer, then that's an absolute cheat code and, and congrats. But just in this case, the vocal is the thing that's kind of holding this track back because otherwise, otherwise, if you take that away, you've got this super vibey, someone was saying disclosure, but I would say disclosure maybe 10 years ago um kind of feeling vibe to it it's kind of got that skippy garage element but it's still quite like it's soulful and, and slower than actual kind of garage stuff isn't it um mm. but yeah I, I mean i really enjoyed it it's just that vocals holding it back and i think like especially when people in a chat are kind of instantly coming on board and saying like that's wrong then yeah it's it's been spotted already by um yeah by by everyone so that's gonna what what needs working on otherwise it sounded quite nice like i did kind of enjoy this one mm. Parts. They, they were cool. I could hear that in a nice warm-up kind of set again. Um, it wasn't kind of main stage or peak time, but um, it was definitely nice and something that could definitely have a have a home on Spotify probably as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I felt, I felt, the, the beats were sick. Like, I really felt like it was like back in Hot Creations world in like 2011, 2012, and just like that nice groovy kind of deep Yeah, house. that's a good shout, actually. You know, it's just lovely music, but yeah, everyone's kind of gone on the vocal Someone's saying vocal vocaloid. Skeleton cases. Maybe I've just googled it, but um, I can't even find the one I'm talking about. But there looks like there's more than one out there now. So yeah, I've been mean, definitely get experimental. <laughs> wow. You got options. AI is taking over. Right, let's carry on. Uh, low tracks featuring Jody Knight. Give me some love. Let's do this. tracks with a banger dude that was strong my guy um well done really really cool Whew. yeah i'm gonna be it's hard this one because i think it's really really close to being there like i guess mm. you've got a good vocal it sounded like maybe it was a little bit under processed in places but i love the cut up the cup's really cool i think it's just something in the arrangement like maybe there's a little bit too much vocal not enough dynamics here and there maybe yeah just strip the vocal back in places I don't know. It's tough. It's really good, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't quite know what it was for. Like, is this for like the clubs or is it for like Spotify? Um, Definitely dance floor. Yeah, that was that was cool, wasn't it? Um, really strong, really strong, and a great vocal, great cut up. Nice. <laughs> it's really impressive. Yeah, it's hard to kind of like. And it's already had dance floor. So it's already had Jaguar support from Jaguar on a dance floor moment on BBC Introducing. Well, that's sick, dude. Oh, you can have a flipping. <laughs> That's so sick. It's really strong, isn't it? It's really strong. I think, honestly, the next thing you've probably got to do with that is actually play it on the dance floor and, like, that's your next mm -hmm. kind of step. It's, like, that final stage of, like, 
what is what are people how do i say this what are the moments that people are resonating with um which are the ones where they stop dancing or like do you know what i mean like pay close attention to what happens but you're in that kind of stage now it's really really cool maybe if you could send it to me like i'd, I'd just like to well i've actually already got it <laughs> yeah, you're but like i'm gonna listen to it again because i don't want to kind of i'm scared to give the wrong advice here um and i just want to pump it on my monitors rather than through the live stream um just to get an idea but really really cool i'm gonna listen again and hopefully come back to you with some more advice if i think of something else but I do believe that, yeah, you're in that stage of the next place to try it is on the dance floor and literally look how people react, see how it works. Um, yeah, great work, man. Really awesome track, awesome vocal. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to come with some more feedback after this. But um, yeah, well done, congrats. Wicked. Yeah, good. I think I might give it, I'm going to give that a very good. Very good. keys. Hello and goodbye. Let's do this. Wow, that was big. Again, good efforts going here. Yeah, nice. I, I really like that uh, like stab sound um, mm. over the drops. That was really cool. I wanted it to play like a more interesting melody or like kind of have a kind of counter melody underneath it with a different layer. Try and make it a bit more emotive, a bit more interesting. That'd be cool. Not everything felt in key all the time, uh, which is obviously a big no-no, I think. Um, but... It was cool. There was some kind of like weird bass lines. Maybe I think there was like a harmonizer on the vocal that was uh, kind of straying a little bit. Maybe they put like a fifth on there and there was some kind of improvised feeling bits of the vocal and it was kind of like some bits were kind of like leaning out of key sometimes. Um, so definitely like really check on that. The beat was kind of nice. It was a little bit safe, but um, it worked, didn't it? Maybe there was just so much other stuff going on that you don't really want to kind of flex too much there or or draw too much attention um yeah it was cool i liked it i don't think I'd, i wouldn't sign it but it was cool um definitely feels like more of a listening track than a dj track i don't know if that's fair to say or at least i don't know the gigs that that before the djs i should say but yeah it sounded nice enough basically let's carry on then oh alex and mark holding me back oh, strong image Let's go for this. Can't go wrong with the red and blue, can you?
go. Um, that was Greek. Yeah, that was definitely more of like the main stage energy, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Festival kind of vibes. It was cool. Um, it sounded like really well made, definitely. Um, mm. I felt like these are well-accomplished producers and mixers. Just felt like I wanted to hear them be a bit more adventurous, I think. It was quite a safe drop. Like it's going to work. There's definitely a payoff there. But it was hard for me. Again, I'm, I know I bang on about this, but like I don't hear like a lot of identity straight away. That said, I did like the vocal. Vocal worked nicely. Um, I think you've got to like reference people like Magnificence with this kind of like main stage sounds. I think they're kind of like taking basic. This sounds weird, but like they take simple drops or basic sounds or or like drops of like three elements in, and they manage to make it sound. Or he manages to make it sound fresh and and really large and and interesting. Whether it's through processing or like just like creative synth work that makes something sound weird and and you know detailed and like really moving all the time. Um, that yeah, that's a great a great thing to do, I think. And that's how you're going to make this kind of thing work. Otherwise, it does the drops sometimes. If I was being really harsh, I'd say the drops could sound like intro beats. Um, if that makes sense, like it was kind of like, I don't know, nothing stuck with me melodically, but it did sound like it fit in. So yeah, they, I mean, they're in a great position. They've just got to find the right song to kind of back and and go for. And they've got all the skills there to make something brilliant. So that's really working in their favor. But I don't hear this as a song where you're like, you know, this is the one we're going to sign. Do you know what I mean? What do you think? Yeah, no, I liked it. I, I Like, it was big. It's not really my, the genre I'm in. So it's kind of, I just... It's big and noisy, and you could definitely hear it on the main stage. You can definitely sort of see guest people dancing to it. It's it's a bit detached from the genre we're we're mainly in. So it's a, a like you like we were earlier with one of the other tracks, like I where I was really feeling it, and you were like, I'm not sure what to say about this one, but yeah, exactly. I feel, I, I feel the same with this one. I'm like, it's cool. Like, yeah, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, like I said, main points are well made, well crafted, but a bit too safe song wise. Um, Definitely look for a stronger idea to apply their good production skills to. That's what I'd say. I, I really love your tip about which producers to check into as well. That's really cool and really helpful. So pick that up. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, look, the other thing to do is they have a Discord, Magnificence, and he also has a patron and he is like giving out sample packs and tips regularly Sick. on how to make that music like that sound fat so just immerse yourself in his world and you will progress definitely that's very cool loving all these discords popping up so this is midge and advantage
go. Um, yeah. I I keep wait, I keep waiting for that red light vo- uh, red light vocal. The old uh, it's got that track all right. You know everything's gonna be all right. I keep waiting for that to kick in. It's same 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 piano. Yeah. It's like similar. It was, um, it was definitely a journey. It was a long one, wasn't it? I mean, it took yeah. three minutes before, like, like say, the first kind of like kind of mildly interesting element in that piano kind of came in. Yeah, lo- lots of um, look, this sounds like someone not so far into their kind of journey as a producer. A uh, lot still to learn in terms of sound choices. Um, sonically, not everything felt like it was working together. It felt a little bit disjointed. Um, not, I wouldn't have put or like paired all those sounds together. Uh, maybe some extra notes on the piano to kind of awesome extra stab hits or kind of more interesting rhythm. The bass, like this is one of the things that's like about this track and is important for people. It's like, just because you've got two elements that are in time doesn't mean that like rhythmically they're working together. And it's important to remember that because the bass kind of had a groove and the piano was a little bit kind of I don't know, there wasn't much rhythm there. Like there wasn't much swing. I felt like sometimes maybe the notes, the, uh, the stabs were late when they could have been early or there could have been more of them. Lot, lots to work on there in terms of arrangement, sound choices, um, and just kind of, yeah, rhythmically, there's lots to do there as well. But that's okay because, you know, learning is the funnest part and <laughs> it sounds like this person like, really likes dance music. They're kind of arranging it in a long way. They understand about, you know, extended mixes and stuff like that. They're clearly listening and DJing music. So it sounds like they're enjoying themselves. Mm. But you're going to have to, um, yeah, definitely education, probably key here. And cheat as well. The best way to cheat is just like, look how uh, other DJs like arrange their tracks, like literally buy a track of people or drag it into Logic or Ableton or whatever and just look at it. And then like, <laughs> just like arrange your track like that. Um, and then A, B it as well. That's the thing, like, uh, there are like bits of software like Magic AB where you can like literally turn your track off and turn another one on. So you can hear differences in volume, differences in mix and stuff like that. That can be really handy as a quick way to get to a more professional sounding mix. I would definitely use that in this case. That's going to help you a lot. And yeah, keep on the education. I mean, there's, there's plenty out there now. It's the best time it's ever, there's ever been to learn music production. Um, everything's on YouTube. You have, the Axton Academy, like we have, um, you know, there's so many different portals, like, yeah, the, one, the big one that Tor was on, I can't remember, Fader Pro, um, stuff like that. There's so many resources out there to, to get better. So yeah, lots to learn, but I can hear lots of passion, lots of enjoyment when making this music. So that, that's awesome. Oh, cool. You've got the Axton Academy. Wicked. We'll talk about that in a bit then as well. Uh, t- awesome. t- let's, um, let's go on. How do we say this, Jürgen? Taris? Taris and I. Hey, 
Holy crap. That was angry. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, lots of distorted, Ooh. kind of heavy synths used. Um, definitely another one to reference Magnificence. Those guys do this kind of stuff really, really well. To be honest, they're probably the best in the game at this kind of thing as well. Yeah, I mean, look, lots of fun had making this one as well. There's a kind of like glitchy dubstep sample influences it. Fun. Maybe that main synth was a little bit too fresh out of the box, a little bit too basic. Uh, I'm not sure though, because I'm not hearing it in quite enough detail. But my main bit of, uh, and I can see this popping up in the chat right now, um, from Grady Ma is, yeah, the vocal was like, it was repeated so much, but it didn't really like add anything. Like if you compare it to that zigzag track or zigzag track we had earlier, where like there was a kind of like uh, weird rhythm and melody to it that was like, that was kind of hypnotic. This didn't really scratch that itch at all. Like it was just kind of like bluntly put on top. It was over the drop as well, which is like a big faux pas in this kind of music. Definitely don't don't have. Um, if you're going to use the vocal, it has to be in like a like four bar at the end of sorry four beat bar at the end of eight bars when you've dropped everything else out and just to drop it back in for the sake of it, um, if that makes sense. But yeah, it was just that vocal was just like didn't really add loads of identity, didn't add anything rhythmically, didn't add anything melodically. You could quickly switch that with something else better that would. That work. I mean, look, it sounded cool. It's def- I can definitely hear the kind of music you like, and it, that's coming through really, really strongly. Um, <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep working, keep working. You're definitely not too far away either from, from hitting something good. Keep writing. Like, that's my biggest advice, really, for everyone is that, like, a lot of people will spend, like, a long time making one track and then put all their chips on it when really, like, the idea is to kind of creatively make sure that you're always on fire and inspired. And if you're making stuff all the time, you'll make something good. That's the main thing. The other thing is, if you make a great song, there's a million people out there who will mixer it and master it for you and help you finish it. Mm. So yeah, music first, song first. Keep going. Keep yourselves inspired. That's the main thing you need to focus on is how do you stay stay inspired and, and creative and focus on those things. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's are you in the studio too much and you're finding you're just burning out or like getting stuck on stuff all the time. How do you stay inspired? Maybe it's going to the studio. Uh, maybe it's going to other people's studios. Maybe it's going to going to gigs is probably the easiest way to get inspired. Focus on that rather than uh, mixing something to death sometimes, which can really kill people's vibes. Stay inspired, stay creative. Let's go. Not telling. Satisfaction. Yeah, it's someone's saying about Axwell mixing a kick foot for three hours. He has done that before, um, but he's a different breed sometimes. Really? <laughs> And he doesn't make a lot of music. That's the other thing. I mean, you know, when he does put out music, it's, you know, exceptional. And I think everyone would agree. But um, but there's a lot of stuff which gets binned as well, to be fair. So you've just got to keep yourself inspired. That's the main thing. Let's go for this one.
but yeah, satisfaction. Obviously, we, you know, we can't ignore the big fat sample. Um, on yeah. top of that, <laughs> which kind of um, was cool. It was definitely used in a different way in places, but I felt like the track maybe leaned on that a bit too much. Cool beat, quite hip- hypnotic and rolling, but I thought there was a few elements in there that maybe were kind of a little bit superfluous, kind of weren't adding adding anything rhythmically or melodically, but. I like the idea of the beat being busy and glitchy and kind of fun, and uh, that's cool. I kind of felt like it was missing a moment where I wanted it to just be like kick and like, or like strip right back to like kick and that vocal cut up instead. That's like a big kind of like live moment. I think if you listen to stuff like, you know, like Michael Beebe and all that kind of crew, Pausa, those kind of guys, it's like they're so, these are guys that are playing out regularly, right? So they would test stuff a lot more. One of the things they're always doing is like they're holding back a lot. Like they're knowing when to be like, this is going to be just a kick and bass in that moment. Because they know that if they're on a fat system and they're DJing, that if you give all your mix bandwidth to just these two big elements, which are processed really well, but the crowd are going to really feel it and it's going to be like a big moment. Um, and you need to think about that because if you're not playing out, you need to get in that mindset. Um, that's important. Especially if you're going to make music like that, which sounds like you want people to play it, right? So you have to think about those moments that work. When do the crowd go off? When does the CO2 go off? Like craft your music around these kind of moments that you're trying to, where you're trying to connect with people. But yeah, I just wanted a moment where it was just a kick and, uh, and like, uh, either just that, that weird groove and baseline that like, that like kind of sliding bass or maybe just a kick in that, like, and that new vocal cut you've done with the, uh, with the sample, which could be cool. I don't know. It just needed a, a moment, I think. It was just missing that, which a lot of those other DJs have. Uh, so think about that. But yeah, otherwise, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Maybe just leaning on that vocal a little bit too much. And maybe you started the track by sampling that vocal and you've kind of made a track around it, supporting it rather than building a great track and then dropping a great sample on it, which might be a better way to go. I really like the groove on it. I thought it was really great. I just, yeah, just, you just hear the vocal and you're like, oh, where are you going to get, gonna get, how are you going to get that cleared and how are you going to put that out? And then you kind of lose it a bit, but you, I agree with you completely. Yeah, it was cool. I definitely like the beat. I want a bit more refinement there. Maybe um, <clears throat> one of the things you can do is like, this is how I would do it, right? If I was in, if I was in Logic, all those different percussion elements, I would run through a tuner and see what key they're in. And then I would transpose that sample so that it was in key with the track. So that even though this is like do 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 dong dong, like that dong dong needs to be in key with the track as well. The key, the kick also needs to be in key as well. And it's not, maybe it's not like so obvious when you're listening on like, like I'm on KLK5s, right? Like I'm not going to hear everything that's going on low end or like mm. everything in that much detail. And maybe it's not going to be that annoying. But like, like I'm saying, when you go into bigger, bigger systems, you will hear it and you will feel it. So yeah, get your percussion in tune as well. That's a big tip, I think. Run a tuner over over your percussion elements, see where they're at. Maybe sometimes stuff being out of tune and percussion can be nice. Um, but I'm not saying tune it to the root note either. I'm just some, something that's in key um, will definitely work. A question in the chat for you from Low Tracks. Do you think that would be a difficult sample to clear from an A&R perspective? Look, the short answer to that is I don't know. You don't know until you ask. But I would imagine it's a yes. I don't know if I've heard anyone else sample that in recent history. I don't know if you mm-hmm. have. Not that I know every track ever that's come out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tricky. The other, other things you can do is you can probably get someone to replay that 
Um, if you look up Hal, who works at Replay Heaven, um, yeah. he basically specializes in replaying samples so that instead of having to get the, the master cleared, you just have to get the publishing cleared, which makes your life a little bit easier. Um, you still have to get that publishing cleared, obviously, which might be tricky, but um, it totally depends. Sample clearance can be as easy as one company owns it and they're looking to make as much money from the sample as possible. So you just get an instant yes, or they give you a like blanket deal and they're like, sign this and you can have it. Sometimes you'll end up with a sample that is from a writer that has passed away and they've the rights to the vocal has been inherited by a brother and a sister and they've fallen out and they can't agree on anything so you'll never get it cleared. But it can go anyway when it comes to sample clearance. So there's no short answer to that really. And it depends how pushy you are as well. I mean, I've literally seen... Uh, Obviously, Graham, you know my colleague Simon. I've seen him mm-hmm. uh, shout out Hills, big up. I've seen yeah, him literally call call up like someone in South America and like try and speak Spanish to them in order to get something cleared. And he got wow. it cleared. And the record went on to do like tens of millions of streams. So like, do you know what I mean? There's a DIY element to it as well. And it's like, how much do you want it and how much get up and go do you have? So yeah, shout out Hillsy mm-hmm. for that. You know, um, most people won't go that far or work that hard. I saw in the chat someone said, buy a circuit bent speaking spell and just redo it that's quite a cool idea yeah exactly um, get creative but you still might have to uh do the publishing if they find it and they say hey you've ripped something we've written but um i'm, you could I'm something guessing really similar as well. i'm guessing that i'm guessing that like i'm getting that track came out on ministry which i guess is now by sony so how about it you, you just don't know but yeah it sounds like that person who gave that advice has got a quite a cool idea anyway. Um, yeah, I felt like that idea as well. Those yeah, circuit speakers like new, are really cheap like as well. Just go with it, yeah. I mean, you don't hear a lot of yeah. tracks in that kind of, using that kind of style of vocal. Um, Let's go, Jono, a bit. Oh, this is going to be big and piano Let's go for this. I'm excited. Go. Oh, I'm running out of time. Go good. Strong. Yeah, that was great. Um, very, very good. Look, I'm going to start with compliments because I think that's a nice way to start. Sounds very yep. really well made. Um, mix is great. All the elements, I keep banging about this about stuff rhythmically working together. This works. Like this guy or person is thinking about, um, you know, creating all these elements that all have detail in their own respect. But they also work together as well. Like there's there's like a detail in the piano. Like when the vocal's not singing, uh, they're like having a little piano look in there, or like do you know what I mean? A little counter melody, or a little chord and response here and there. There's detail, you know, in, in the writing. I like that arrangement was so strong. Great use of dynamics. 
They finish off the first drop really well. They're clearly referencing good stuff. Uh, and then fully strips back, filters down, boom, the vocal comes out and it fully has its moment in the sun, which is so important. <laughs> You can hear this, like, you could literally play that on, like, I don't know, fucking Kiss right now, and it'll work. Yep. Do you know what I mean? People would just, people would like it. Just really, really great. Again, strong vocalist. Lots of, like, different processing. There were moments where he was changing the uh, the format of the vocal, just to try and mix up a little bit. Different kind of, like, uh, amounts of sidechain used as well. And, yeah, nice little segue into the use of sidechain. That is a really good way and a really great tool for people to use to make stuff work together quickly, right? Like if you start adding like a swell to your tracks and pumping rhythmic elements through that like slight sidechain swell, stuff will start to work together. You'll get a groove. It's a really easy way to get stuff to work together quickly, especially rhythmically. And like, if you've got like, like a stab piano is obviously another rhythmic element. So like it can keep like kind of control that a little bit and make it feel like it's swinging and swooping here and there it's a nice bit of detail you can add yeah great track really impressed i don't know who jono is but yeah fantastic would i sign it i don't know if the vocal is like straight to our taste but i am going to listen to it again and have a bit more of a detailed listen because it sounds it sounds really good and it sounds kind of ready to go as well so if not accident definitely somewhere else you've definitely got a, a goer on your hands there jono so well done yeah Really, really cool. I'm going to listen again, uh, so don't send it anywhere else just yet. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I, I feel let's give him a record. Let's give him that. That's big. Yeah, well done. Right, so this is last one, and then we'll, I guess, we'll work out the rest. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I heard enough of the tune. It was another really strong one. So that's great. Really, really good one yeah. uh, to end yeah. on. There was definitely some like really unique stuff going on, which was really impressive. There was a kind of like tribally feeling in the, in the drums. The piano chord pattern was quite interesting. Had a kind of like summary carnival feel to it, I think. And then the sentiment in the vocal of kind of like let it all out. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of really nice, isn't it? Yeah, really cool. I'm interested to hear that one. I'm going to listen to that one again as well. But yeah. That was really strong, really strong with anyone. How, how was the mix on your end? Yeah, it sounded really good. The only thing, um, with Jono, actually, Jono from the previous track said his piano was a little bit too too high, but Jono, the piano king. But other than that, I yeah, it sounded good for me. It sounded good with my headphones. It sounded good on the stream. Yeah. No, cool. Yeah, really strong. Um, Definitely quite different as well. Like, it stands out, doesn't it? I think it's something that if you heard, you'd be like, oh, this sounds different, which I think is a really positive thing. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, really strong house track. Like, that was really good.
Yeah, awesome. Great work. Uh, I'm going to listen again. Really cool. I think I just need to get used to something quite different and interesting sounding. Tell us what's going on Axtone-wise for the rest of the year. What's happening with Axtone? Tell me about Axtone Academy. What's going on there? Oh, Axtone Academy. Uh, certainly we worked on with the Matt Academy. Um, they're yep. the guys behind the Beatport and Pete Tong DJ Academy. So they've gotcha. done a production academy with us. It kind of takes you from maybe someone who's kind of like just started to get interested in music production all the way through to kind of like the more kind of com- complicated elements. So it is kind of like a full one-stop shop. There's lots of uh, videos of Axwell in there as well, giving tips on Sweet. how to do certain things. And then there's lots of other tutors as well. There's Mick from DJ Mag. He does a lot of the tutoring as well. New ID, Shapov. Um, yeah, lots of really, really... Uh, kind of knowledgeable guys taking you through from kind of basics of production to yeah finishing a track basically and then everyone who joins the academy gets like a guaranteed kind of feedback thing with me as well and yeah there's kind of like it's quite involved though it's kind of like this homework that you get kind of graded on and like assignments and stuff like that so it's quite it's quite involved yeah really cool check it out um there's some sample lessons as well so go have a look at those um and in terms of what we're up to i mean uh, i saw in the chat you're i saw in the chat you've got ibiza stuff happening what's going on in ibiza tell me about that yeah exactly we're doing a residency out there um so i'll be heading there sunday morning gonna watch the swedes at Shwire, and the next day on the monday nice. we've got our own show there at tox which is the club in destino where we're doing a kind of eight date residency oh, cool. um which has been really great fun and yeah we've got ministry in august august 5th um in london cool. So yeah, that's a good one for for the UK heads to get down to with a cool lineup there as well. Uh, we've got Creamfield, we've got Creamfield stage as well. Um, we do that on the nice. first at the Silent Disco. Uh, but yeah, working lo- lots of cool stuff at the moment. In terms of music, there is some names coming or some music coming from names that are very familiar with people and some new stuff as well, which I'm excited for. Um, yeah, so definitely some safe bets for the hardcore fans and some newer kind of more <laughs> interesting stuff, which uh, I'm excited to see how people react to. So yeah, um, lots going on, lots lots of music coming. We've kind of been a little bit quieter recently just to focus on the live stuff. Axe has had the album out as well, obviously, so we've wanted to kind of rally around that with the Swedes because mm-hmm. um, they've got their big tour coming up, uh, their world tour. So yeah, it's kind of been um, been quite busy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> And if, yeah, if you want to get me, I am on, on that Discord or just, yeah, hit us on Instagram or myself on Instagram as well, either Ed Thomas or just Axtone. I'm very contactable. Um, and yeah, I'm going to try and do a lot more of the kind of demo listening stuff via the Discord, but also on the new uh, label radar platform. Um, Amazing. Which I'm really excited to get into. So yeah, hopefully more of this kind of stuff as well, because I can see a lot of people are worried that they are not having their demos listened to. So we'll, we'll absolutely um, remedy that. Yeah, and come back soon for us. Come back and we'll do it. And like was, these, these things are like so important because we have literally signed records from live streams before and put them out, and they've gone on to do Amazing. like big things. So I always say, yeah, these things are totally. Um, worthwhile and really important for people and to like connect with the community of other people um a big big priority i think for for producers when they're starting or people who've kind of maybe hit a brick wall is like collaboration like send your stuff to other people find other like-minded people that can help you or like add their kind of what they're talented at to your track that's super important yeah collaboration another another key thing collaboration education as well um but yeah all the resources are out there and there's lots of other people who want to do it but yeah Thank you so much, Graham. That was so much fun. Um, it was two so hours. We didn't even listen to that much music, but um, it's tough, isn't it? 
We got through quite a lot. We got, actually got through quite a lot compared to sometimes. Man, sometimes we got through hardly any. Thank you so much for doing this today, Ed. It's, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate being here. It's been really good fun. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I had, had a lot of fun. And um, yeah, the show is awesome. Like, it's really, really cool. Thank you, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed it.